Welcome to the Context Machine, episode 647. I'm Brian Chaffin. And I'm Jeff Gamut. Why do I mock you every single time? I don't I don't know. What like I, I didn't I didn't even I like I actually did that one. I I I got that whole line out. I'm you know what? And I am super proud of you. As you should I, be. I really am. I accept your yeah. apology. Uh, yeah, yes, well. Um anyhow, uh check us out on our webpage home, contextmachine.io. <laughs> webpage home. Uh you can use contextmachine.io to reach out to us. You can find us on Mastodon. You can find me on threads at GeekTales. And uh Mastodon. Yep, yeah, I'm threads. No, wait. Mastodon. Oh, no, I am Jay Gamut on Threads also. Yeah. Anyhow, and the show is I'm, I'm the show is at Context Machine on Mastodon. Yes, it is. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the show, yeah. we are sponsored today by LinkedIn Jobs. Oh, excellent. We're going to tell you more about them later in the show. And before we do that, though, before we get to the sponsor, we should introduce our guest. <laughs> yeah, we should. Spe- uh, speaking of, hey, uh, with us today we have Professor Terry. Austin, and uh, and the reason that uh, he is here with us is because he is the only person I have ever encountered that actually had a real world use case for Vision Pro mm. before it was released. So uh, we we had to ha- we had to have him on. Uh, Terry, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. It's nice to be here, guys. Terry, and I'm actually from Temple College. Don't confuse that with Temple University. I'm about an hour north of Austin, Texas, and one of my very minor claims to fame is I am a CapMac member, so I've been hanging out with Brian's mom for many years. Um, I yeah, apologize. Glad to be here. <laughs> I, I am sorry about that. Uh, Don't <laughs> Don't don't apologize for your mom, guys. She's cool. Oh oh, hi, mom. <laughs> uh, your your uh, mom is pretty awesome. She is. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you both very much. Uh, so this is interesting to me to having a use case because I've I've said and it hasn't changed that I don't have a use case for my own Apple Vision Pro. Uh, so uh, why don't I guess why don't we get to it? All right. Um, all right, Terry, what is your use case? Okay, I, I'm a professor, and I can't tell that without giving the backstory. So the backstory is I've been on my own campus since 2001, January 2001. And there is a website. I won't say the name of the site because I don't necessarily need to promote that. But it's a website where students can go to either brag on or rag on their professors. And anybody who has any linkage to that at all knows what website I'm talking about. But... People have been writing about me on there for a couple of decades now. And at one point, back around 2004, somebody wrote, this guy is so cool, he has enough technology in his classroom to run the Mars rover. And that was like in the early 2000s. It's like, oh, so I am the guy who likes to find technology that actually benefits my classroom. And the Vision Pro certainly did that. Um, the use case kind of goes back to the early days of a particular PDF editing program 
that I know Jeff used and Brian, you probably used. I'm not going to name it, but we create our own lab book. And I should preface that by saying I teach anatomy, physiology and microbiology. And both of those are courses for people who want to get into one of our allied health programs that we run on campus. Uh, I'll say some of them, but I always forget one. So if you're listening from Temple College, don't get freaked out at me. Uh, nursing, we have LVN and RN. We have dental hygiene. We have sonography. We have respiratory therapy. Uh, we have a brand new, really cool sleep tech program that's coming in. They're not accredited yet, but that'll be a cool degree. So I am quite literally the guy who stands between the world and all of the people who think they want to be nurses. You're the gatekeeper. And I'm, I am literally the gatekeeper. And I, Jeff, I did the math around the pandemic because the students all left campus and I got bored. And around the beginning of the pandemic, I had touched, okay, not not really, but metaphorically touched somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 potential nursing students. So in that, and now I'm up around 14 grand. And in that time, a lot of technology has come in my classroom, and I actually use the philosophy of a friend of mine who's an author. If you're using a piece of technology to teach something in the classroom and it fails because they fail, they all fail for more than 45 seconds, then stop, put that technology away and go on to something else. So I always try to follow that guideline, and it's served me well for a couple of decades. <clears throat> so... Let's back up to me editing the PDF of the anatomy and physiology lab book for the list of anatomical structures all of the students have to learn. Ours is written on campus, and the department chair at the time uh, played a role in writing it. I was department chair myself for a dozen years, but I made a cool little link with the PDF editor that some of us used to use that had an icon that said a return to homepage on every single page of the lab manual. So you'd click that and it would take you back to table of contents. And then you would click to go to muscular system or skeletal system or whatever. So what I've done now to bring us up to Apple Vision Pro, which is sort of where this is all leading. Jeff said, I bought that with a use case, and I absolutely did. I now bring pieces of the PDF for the topic of the day into Notability, where I highlight that and highlight the parts that I need my students to focus on, and then I export that highlighted list of anatomical structures as a new PDF, and that I open in Vision Pro. So what I do is I have my Vision Pro on. I'm standing in the front of the room like a doofus. And in the pre-show, Brian pointed out that you've got to have the lights on. So it's sometimes hard to say read in bed with this thing on because if it's dark, it can't see your hands. So I have to have the lights up in my room. My Mac is connected to the podium, which is projecting up on the big screen. and my disadvantage before Apple Vision Pro is I'm holding up a bone, for example, like maybe a femur. And I'm hoping the students in the back of the room, which is like 50 feet long, can see me and see what I'm pointing at. I mean, like this femur is like the length of your forearm, and I'm pointing at a particular little spot on this bone and saying, you need to know that this is the greater tubercle. And I'm looking at the girl in the very last row and saying, can you see what I'm pointing at? 
And that doesn't quite work. So what I do now and what I did when I first got my Vision Pro is I knew what I was going to do. I open up the PDF and I've got it floating against the wall near the front of the room. And I walk over to the PDF and the students kind of did a little gasp when I first did this because they see this document that they have printed out or on their screen. And I've got highlights and they said, oh, can you drop us the highlighted version in our Teams channel? Yeah, no problem. I'll drop you that. But I'm saying, okay, we need to take a look at the cervical vertebrae. We need to take a look at the thoracic vertebrae. We need to take a look at the lumbar vertebrae. And then we'll get down to the pelvis where we'll look at the sacrum. And what I then do is I grab this fully articulated spine that I would have had to hold up to the crowd and, uh, you know, point these so all out and hope somebody in the back mode. room can see them. I go predator mode. I am wearing my Apple Vision Pro and I am holding this anatomical structure right up to my face. And the fun part with, with Vision Pro is you literally have to find where the camera looks because my students are calling out. It's off the bottom of the screen, man. So I've got to hold it up at just the right spot, but I found the sweet spot. And it lets me project from my eyes or the Vision Pro to my MacBook screen and up to the big monitor. And I think there's going to be a link in the show notes where I did a recording that's just from the Vision Pro. So it's really, really clear. Yes. Yep. And what you can see on that one is I am showing the students some muscles. And in that one, I've got two PDFs open. So I've got a PDF open on the left in the video and a PDF open in the right on the video. And I'm holding up an anatomical model that we sort of lovingly in-house called a half head. Uh, it is a head model that's got all the skin removed and it's been cut in half, basically split down the middle of the nose. It's called a mid-sagittal cut if you care about that. And I'm pointing out particular muscles in the video. So you can watch this for yourself. Just click it open and be bored learning all about muscles of the head and neck. And then we move on in the video that is linked in the show notes to look at a big torso and look at the big torso and the muscles we want to point out on that. So I literally came into Apple Vision Pro knowing that I wanted to make use of this and lamenting that I probably won't get to actually write it off, but I'm going to talk to my accountant and see, but who knows? So that's sort of the use case, and it's uh, evolving with every time. I'm learning better where to point my face at this thing so I get the anatomical structure in view. I'm trying to come up with creative ways to light the front of the room so I can still have the room dark so my students can have a better view of the big screen. Because when I've got the lights up enough for the Apple Vision Pro to see my hand motions, the room is a little bit bright, but you know it's a work in progress. So that's kind of what I'm up to. Thoughts, questions, comments? So after two weeks, because that's really kind of where we are right now with Vision Pro, You've already built out a whole thing where you are actively using Vision Pro as a teaching tool in your lectures. Okay. I am. Uh, but, uh, and but without a shared Vision Pro experience, I, I think I'm missing. I'm missing something on how this works from from a teaching perspective. Oh. Okay, that's a great question, Brian. 
see, the initial issue that I was having and that I've had for decades is when my students sat in the, because you've got to envision this room. It's a rectangular room with four tables running front to back on the left and on the right, four seats at a table. And the room is, I'm not kidding, it's like 50 feet long. And the students who need help the most tend to be the ones who sit in the very darn back of the room. And it's hard for me to show them because before Vision Pro, I would stand at the front of the room. I would pick up the anatomical structure and show it to them. And if I'm feeling generous that day, I'll walk the room and I'll put my finger on a part of, we'll go back to my example of the femur and talk about the greater trochanter. Uh, it's just below the top of the femur. And I would literally walk around the room. And I'm, I'm an old guy. My hips kind of hurt me. So I don't like to walk around the room like Vanna White. Every single time I have to show an individual item. So either I stand at the front and the people in the back don't see it, or I walk around and show each and everything that I'm showing. And it might be a list of, you know, 30 or 40 things for the day. So what's happening here now, Brian, is everything that I'm showing them goes from my Vision Pro to my Mac, which is plugged into the projector on the ceiling and shooting to the big screen. So instead of me having to walk the room, I see. it's showing up 10 feet wide on the projector screen. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't clear enough about that in the beginning. Okay. It's not just... But, and I've, I'm sorry to, like, uh, I, don't, I, I know I'm going to appear like I'm poking holes in your story, but that's only because I am. Could, <laughs> oh, like, you could do the same thing with, with a video camera that's that's pointing at you gesturing towards towards real models, right? I mean, where, where's the advantage that the AVP is bringing to, to what you're talking about? Well, Brian, you're right to poke holes in that story because there are myriad other ways. And as the, not as the geeky him. guy I am... Okay, carry on. Okay, I'm going to enable them a teeny tiny bit. You're, you are right. There are. This is an easy hole to poke because there's lots of other ways to do this. But And I was for many, many years taking my iPhone of whichever ilk there was at the moment and mirroring it to my Mac as soon as you could do that because you couldn't always do that. And I would walk the room with my iPhone and point that at a model. The catch is... Some of these anatomical pieces are big enough that I kind of need two hands to hold them, one to hold it up and one to point with. So while I can sort of do what I was doing, if I mirror my phone screen to the computer, having the ability to actually pick up a larger model and kind of just go freehand with it does give me a level of ability to show things that I couldn't do when I'm trying to use one hand to juggle the phone and the other hand to juggle the anatomical model. And now I need a finger to point with. I don't have three hands. Okay. So there you go. So my next hole to poke is really more about the future because Ooh. it seems, okay. I, it, it, it seems obvious to me that Apple will add a shared experience to this process. Do we agree on this? That seems high. I think we do. I mean, it 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 seems unfathomable that Apple would not add a shared experience to the to the Vision Pro or you know 
possibly only to succeeding products, but to the to this product line that is starting with the Vision Pro. And I also yep. understand that you 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 know one has to start somewhere, and the work you're doing here is you know, contributing to this, you know, this evolution. Like I, I said on threads, uh, uh, this week I was, I was, uh, someone was commenting that, uh, he went to a demo of the vision pro at an Apple store, but he, he, and he's really interested in it, but he doesn't, you know, doesn't really think he wants to spend the money to become, you know, part of this, you know, first generation of a, of a product. And I posted, uh, uh, Emphasizing what he's saying and saying that there is a lot of work that's going to be done to to turn Vision Pro into a thing, but that people don't need to feel the need to be part of that process unless they want to want to. You're part of that process, Terry. That's good. Thank, thank you for that, Brian, and that's a fair point. And I would argue that Apple doesn't actually add the tag pro on something lightly, at least in my mind. So I think they're probably – will they come out with, with other devices that are cheaper? Absolutely. Uh, but I don't think they, they shorted what the Vision Pro's hardware can do, and it's evolving – with updates and it's certainly evolving with apps that are coming out, but this is, we're very much back in the days of the first iPhone or the first iPad. And I think we all argued, okay, what the heck's the use case for that? Why do I need that? That certainly for the iPad, that was an issue. It's like, it's just a big old iPhone, man, but you're, you're making a fine point. Um, and I would also argue that Apple sort of is in a way giving us a shared experience that is exactly what I'm using we can mirror this to something like a Mac or an Apple TV, and people can sh- ride along and see what you're seeing. And that's pretty much how I'm driving my classroom. Balderdash! But I, I get what you're s- <laughs> There you go. But, you know, if, if Apple does provide some sort of let's buy another device to have a shared experience, maybe cheaper, even if they do that, and I don't know that they would do something like that, I can't buy 25 of whatever the heck these are <laughs> to stick on the faces of the 25 students in my classroom. Yeah. But the, the idea of here's a cheaper device for you know my wife, a friend, to watch and, and watch me do this while they wear something on their face, maybe. It would be an interesting idea, but it doesn't feel very apple to me. All right. Here, here's how I see the um, the shared experience playing out, and uh, and I don't think it's education, at least not initially. It's going to be entertainment. So let let's say the three of us decide that we want to watch uh, some movie together, the new Dune movie when it comes out, and we all have Vision Pro, but we don't live in the same place. So we have we use whatever share thing goes along with Vision Pro so that uh, uh, one person is like, and we start the movie now, and it starts for everyone, but we're also listening to each other in real time, and we're able to have a remote communal experience watching a movie. This is not something I would want to do. Like, if both of you came to my place, we would just watch on the television. But for people that want yep. to have 
a simulated experience like that where they can't be together, that's that's where I see Apple doing the the shared thing. See, I love this idea. In fact, doesn't Apple do something like that now with either iPhone or iPad? I forget. Or maybe it's Apple TV or there uh, is something Apple like TV, that. Uh, TV app. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Bring it, I, that I love would, the idea of bringing that. That would be one of the easiest things. I, it's, it's, <laughs> says me, who it turns out <laughs> didn't code on Apple TV or the iPad or the iPhone or Apple Vision Pro. But it seems to me that that would be a relatively easy thing for Apple to to uh, bring to this process. And in fact, so that a person with a Vision Pro could share a watch with someone who's on an Apple TV and someone who's on a Mac. Oh, yeah, sure. It wouldn't Ooh, have to, I like that wouldn't idea. have to all be on the Vision Pro. I could be sitting on Tatooine in my speeder while Jeff's sitting on his couch. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I like that strategy. But Apple, I mean, get on that real quick. But I, I think, so having watched your video, and when I say watched, what I mean is skimped, uh, skim through it. Uh, the, 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 what you did in that video is something that, that, uh, touched a, a nerve. I don't know, touched a, touched something in me, um, uh, and not in a naughty way from the very beginning with this thing. And that's, that's two or three people or four people or five people in, a room in a lab being able to, you know, jointly manipulate models, jointly be, be able to, to manipulate, uh, uh, even, uh, like, uh, you know, whiteboards, uh, that that's, that's probably less compelling than, than, than a 3d model of something that could be, you know, uh, played with, uh, manipulated, changed, edited, uh, that to me is the kind of shared experience that I think Apple is going to and needs to add much more so than different people being able to do these things remotely together. Does that make sense? That does make sense, which, which uh, actually uh, made a question pop into my head, Terry, when people are uh, students, when they are working on anatomy stuff are are there points where they are like working together um well i i guess like exploring uh parts of anatomy looking at at muscles and tendons and bones and organs and and where they're doing that in a collaborative way and where i'm going with this is if that's a thing that your students are uh doing already if they had the ability to do it like with vision pro where they're all working together, but you get four students together and they have a body and they have to go through the body almost like they're doing a dissection and work on that together. Is that a viable use case? Do you think? Frankly, I think it is. I think that would be a phenomenal use case, but I got to say something else. Cause what, when I was listening to Brian a minute ago, I had a little aha moment because I don't just work with, day-to-day walk-in-the-door students. I also work with students with 
ADA accommodation issues mm-hmm. where I've got to do something special for them. So I could take that student and hand them an anatomical structure and I could say, and this will this will fit because you guys can see the video and that Brian skimmed through. I could say, here's the half head model. And I could be watching them and recording them and say, point to the orbicularis oculi, which is an easy one to confuse with orbicularis oris. Watch the video. That'll all make sense. And I I then have a a recording then, which becomes their lab exam. Uh, So that's that's a phenomenal ADA use. I can accommodate a student who's got... Uh, disability issues that I need to deal with. And that, uh, frankly, I never thought about that until Brian mentioned what he said a moment ago. But Jeff, your idea of having several students all working together, I'd love that. So what I can envision with that is, and this would be somebody would need to make the app. There is this body and you know we're, we pulled up the digestive system. We pulled up the endocrine system. We pulled up the skeletal system, which everybody listening to this can imagine. And all of the people are gathered around this one thing and they're turning it and somebody is saying, okay, you grab the femur and they pull that out and you go into the wrist and there's those eight bones that he said we had to learn. Somebody grab the scaphoid and okay, that person pulls out the scaphoid. Now, okay, you grab the lunate and I understand as I say this that a lot of people don't know those terms, but that's cool. Come take my class. I even teach it online. You could do that. But yes, I... I'd love that. Now, there, I could maybe even conceive a scenario where we go back to what we were describing with the let's watch a movie together. And maybe with the right app, we can have this virtual body projected in front of each of the people in what Jeff was describing as a study group where everybody in the study group is in their own home all looking at the same thing, and and maybe some student, Jessica, just lifted out the tibia, and another student, Amy, just lifted out the tibia, and uh, they're all working together from the same one, and as they gradually disassemble it, they're learning the pieces along the way. Or maybe they're picking it up and rebuilding the skeleton. God, I need somebody to write that out for me now. (laughs) Well, good news. There's this show that people are listening to called The Context Machine, and it's all what a concept. Forward. Yeah, I love this. Okay, developers, there's an app. We need this. Well, the, the having having a, a shared remote space virtual environment is a uh, is a challenge is a different challenge than having a shared local virtual space, right? And it's, and it's, and it's even different than having a shared movie watching experience yeah. because with a shared movie watching experience, that's passive. And what we're talking about here that doesn't yet exist, let's clear that up, is something that's very active and something a developer would have to put a lot of thought into. And it's kind of like you said, you didn't have any coding experience on the Apple TV. I don't have any coding experience on any of this, but I would love to say, yeah, coder, figure that out for me. We just need that to happen. Right. Uh, and then there, I need to find a classroom full of students who can all afford the Apple Apple Vision Pro. Yes, Jeff. Yeah, there's that. Um, okay. So when you were first describing the whole um, 
experience when your students were getting to see what you're doing now? You said there was like this big gasp. And um, it just occurred to me, that's actually really interesting because what you're talking about, what you're doing today, and not to diminish what you're doing today, it's very rudimentary. But uh, but yep. it's it's rudimentary because this is brand new, two weeks old. And so what students are seeing are floating PDF pages on a screen. And then and then yep. with that, they're seeing what you are seeing, which could be the half head or a femur or whatever. And they were just totally blown away by that. And so I'm feeling like that's that's telling me that there's there's a limitation in education or at least in the educational tools that needs to be addressed because if something as simple as here's PDFs floating in the sky beside me and you can see what I'm seeing big enough so that you can tell where I'm pointing on a bone or muscles on a skull or whatever, this is something we need to address. Well, Okay. Yeah, but this is this you're is not. A, this is a, this is, I mean, it's 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 very fair that I. I mean, I'm uh, 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 what am I trying to say? Apple hasn't addressed this yet. I think I feel like you're presenting that from the standpoint is that Apple has to fix this, you know, because they they screwed it up. Oh no, you're totally misunderstanding me. What, what I'm saying is that we have, we have limitations in the education systems that are available today where something as rudimentary as floating PDFs, well, you see a larger version of what an instructor is looking at. This is, this is a remarkable revolutionary thing for students. So it's not a limitation on Apple's side. It's an opportunity to uh, to improve the way teaching happens. Very true. Now, I, I want to clear up a couple of things. First off, my students also have a copy of this same uh, highlighted PDF because I've already thought. dropped that in their Teams channel. So that's hold that thought, okay? Uh, because we're going to take a second out, talk about our sponsor. How's that sound? I cool. think that sounds brilliant. Sounds like a plan. That's so brilliant. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, a billion people, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals that you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. That's that's a key thing. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That is an incredible stat. And wow. the best thing, the best thing about LinkedIn Jobs is the dashboard because the dashboard puts your uh, all the information about your jobs, about your candidates, about the screening process. Everything is right there at your fingertips, and it makes it easy to use. And LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process 
easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions. Think about that. Making the process even easier and quicker, 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So here's what you can do. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash ACM. That's linkedin.com slash ACM to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you, LinkedIn. Thank you, LinkedIn. I see this as a great opportunity for uh, uh, educational software development company to find the, the right developers to create all the software that we're inventing on the show today. Fair enough. That's a good point. There you go. Okay. So I love this. What were you going to tell us, Terry? Okay. Okay. What I'm going to circle back to is the, the what I'm doing right now is adding is putting the professor in a piece that I already kind of used. So if we step back to just this past summer, because things changed, my textbook publisher now does something that I had to have my students buy additionally. And that was, I'm not going to say the name, there were a couple of big players in this realm, an anatomy app that students could download to their computer or their phone. And then they've got this anatomy app where they can look at the skeletal system or the muscular system or the digestive system or, you know, pick your favorite system. And they could look at those and they could look at the PDF I've already given them and find the thing that they needed to learn. You know, that greater tubercle or that tibia or that scaphoid bone or that orbicularis oculi or whatever. That damn orbicularis. But they were on that, that orbicularis is crazy, man. It helps you blink. Or if it's the one on the oculi, it helps you pucker your lips. That's the fun one. But the point is, they were kind of running blind. They could use a search tool in that app and find it, but they didn't have my help. So with what I'm doing now, I'm in, literally inserting myself in that process. They know they've got to look at the PDF and find the thing they're hunting for. And they get me to then show them what that is. By the way, I, what I didn't mention and it's probably pretty darn relevant, is that Mac that my Vision Pro is projecting to that is going up on the big projector, my Mac is running ScreenFlow. So everything that I capture is literally being put into a video that they then get dropped in a, a YouTube link in their Teams channel. So this is not transient, catch it in the moment. This is all captured for them to see whenever they bloody well feel like going back through that. So that's another piece of this that's important. All right. And uh, so ScreenFlow, that's what you used to make the uh, the video that you shared with with Brian and me, the one that I watched and that he skimmed. And that that will be linked in, uh, in attacked. this episode show notes. I feel attacked. Okay. You, 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 okay. Well, actually, actually, everybody feels attacked because Jeff just misspoke. Um, and, and that's partly because Jeff hasn't had, I know Jeff did a demo, but you haven't had enough experience with the vision pro and Brian has no excuse cause he's got one sitting on his bloody desk. Um, the video I shared with you guys, mm -hmm. which looks really, really good was actually recorded on the vision pro. Uh -huh. It's a better experience that it's a lot cleaner than if I mirror to my Mac, I lose some resolution doing that. So the the if if I was really feeling generous, I would do all of this before my students ever got there and just play them the Apple Vision Pro video. But I'm 
not generous enough oh, to do that. I and I lose, don't, I don't get. I wonder why you're losing resolution. I don't know. That's that seems. I'm not sure. Strange. It does seem strange. I and I don't know that it's resolution. And I haven't heard enough on this. I've not done enough background research before I came on here, which I probably should have. Uh, I simply heard <laughs> yeah, somebody say. <laughs> there you go. I simply heard somebody in the last few weeks say that if you're projecting to a TV, it's not quite in the same fidelity that the person that's wearing the Vision Pro sees. Yeah, it could now, be an issue another, of compression, video compression, that, in a, in other it, words, it, that, it, that Apple streaming this to another device, the, the video gets compressed along the way. That, that's that may, the most that may be. The other, the other reason... That it, it is that is the most logical reason for that. The other reason you guys got a video such as the one that I sent you was I recorded that in an empty room, so none of my students' faces would be on there, so I didn't have to get any signed release form saying, yeah, you can be in this video. But the ones that they get that I drop in the Teams channel, they know I'm shooting this in the class. They know they're in the room with me. Uh, they see videos that actually occasionally picks up a face or two. Sure. I try to avoid them. One, one day, and this was a scary day, i got to tell you, I turned on environments. I was on the moon. So they could see me being on the moon, and I was stumbling around the room looking for the next model. And Brian, you may have played with your Vision Pro long enough to know that if you're walking around like Frankenstein's monster with your arms out in front of you, uh, when you get near something, it will say you're about to bump into something. So I only did that once, and I did that in the interest of trying not to show the students' faces. And I figured out, you know, that's probably a little more dangerous than I want to be. So I just kind of surrendered the idea. And my student videos go up on YouTube as unlisted. So the only people who see them are the people who get the links, which are my students. Uh, but you guys got the, kind of the cream of the crop. You got the video recorded in an empty room, recorded directly from the Vision Pro. So if anybody listening to this chooses to view that, keep that in mind. It's, it is a, I, I think, a really nice-looking video. I hesitate to use the word pristine, but it's pretty darn good. And you can also see in this video that I'm still in that learning curve when I hold the model that I call the half head up in front of me. Sometimes it's sort of down at the very bottom of the frame. You can usually still see what I'm pointing at, but I'm still learning where I need to lift that to in my field of vision to really make sure the student sees a really good view. So watch the video. It's cool. It's fun. I have a question for both of you. Yeah. Talk. Okay. So here's the deal. I'm feeling like I... I have with me right here two people, each at the far opposite ends of the Vision Pro uh, spectrum. And so at one end, there's you, Terry, where you went into this with uh, a use case. You've already implemented it, and of course, you'll be improving it over time. At the other end, there's Brian. And Brian, you bought one because you're like, I should get a Vision Pro, and you had no use case. So... Um, uh, I'm guessing, Terry, you're probably going to to say something like, yes, I'm going to continue using this and it's going to, to do more for me. Uh, Brian, at the other end, I'm curious, have you found any use case? What are you doing with your Vision Pro? That's what I'm asking. I, I'm, I'm not. Let me speak first to that. Yeah, let's get the <laughs> Okay, good, let me speak first. I am very interested. First. 
Okay, I'm I'm very interested to hear what Brian says, but I'm and Jeff is giving me more credit than I deserve. You, you have known me long enough, Jeff, that you can probably guess the reality. So, should I give you the opportunity to guess what the reality is behind this purchase? The reality behind the purchase is that you went, holy forking shirt balls, that's cool, I have to have that. And at the same time, you're like, and I get how I could use this uh, to teach. You, You nailed it. That was my excuse to convince myself that it was okay to spend that money. But it, it, the reality is it pays off big time. It was a darn fine excuse. I picked the right word for you so you don't have to cut, Brian. Now, let's, let's hear about Brian. What are you thinking? Are you looking at keeping this or selling it to somebody? Are you waiting for the, the one app that is going to really make it click for you? Where are you, man? Well, I think I have until tomorrow to return them, and I don't, I don't think I'm going to return them. Um, <laughs> That would that would be my two week mark. Actually, today. Anyway, no, I'm not. I'm not going to return them. I'm not going to sell them anytime soon. Uh, I would imagine that these will retain. I don't think these will go into a drawer. Right. If I ever get to the point where I replace them, or if I just really don't want them, I would definitely sell them. But I'm certainly not at that point either. The reality is that I don't have that use case, but that 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 is very specific to my lifestyle and and work choices right now. And I mean, like, because the, the, the main thing, the main use that I have for Apple Vision Pro is as an entertainment device. And, well, and that, that's a valid use. It is. It, it is a valid use, but... But it's an expensive valid use, ain't it, man? It, yes, it is. And uh, I I don't know if you listened to the, the last show we did, but I, I talked about the fact that that if I didn't have a big TV, that watching more, you know, even flat movies would be uh, would be mm-hmm. very advantageous on these. But I, I do happen to have a large. 77 inch TV and I've got a, a relatively small place. So like when, when I put on my vision pro and I'm sitting on my couch and I put Apple TV on and put a movie on, it is literally as big as the TV behind which it is. Right. I I did listen to that show and I caught that part and I said, yes, that's exactly right. And so, like but here's a challenge. Go ahead. Well, there, there's that may that means that there's no particular use for me because I've got this privileged ass life. You know, I I, I can afford these things. Okay, I can afford me, the big TV. I can you know I I you know I've 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 got all the things that I need. Yeah. So uh, what were you gonna say? Okay, what I was going to say is I don't I don't know the answer, and I'm interested to hear. Have you yet looked at your Mac, seen the word connect, and pinched it and lift your Mac screen up into the air? Uh, no, I have not done that. Okay, I'm going to challenge you once, sometime tonight or tomorrow. Once we get done, yeah, yeah is get you. your MacBook or and and yeah, and go sit on that same couch. 
and lift it up and make that screen just as big and see what kind of work you can get done on well, that because okay. I've done that. But that's where the rest of my privilege comes in. At the, the rest of my current privilege, I've got. You're going to love this part, Terry. I've got two right. Apple Studios. Okay. In you know, uh, in studio display. Studio displays that I use for my Mac Studio and. I I mean, like looking at those screens through the Apple Vision Pro, that's that's no good, right? I mean, I, I, looking okay. at the studios I, without the Vision Pro in between them is better than looking at those same displays through the Vision Pro. Yes, you oh, can but you see. wouldn't be doing that. That's, that's okay. I I will one hundred I will one hundred percent concede that because I do not set in front of two studio displays but i do set in front of one so i know the i know the exact quality of the screen you look at every day and it's bloody freaking phenomenal so i get that on the flip side you can't pick all of that stuff up and go sit on your couch with it uh that's true but i have a really nice chair yeah okay so Good I mean, job. It got a to be in a patio or something like that. You could go set on. Uh, no, I got. I wish I did. Now uh, maybe maybe if I uh, yeah, I could be I could be the guy that goes to the coffee shop, and and <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm waiting with, to see the guy that does that. I I'm watching. I haven't seen it yet. And where I live, uh, I'm actually surprised because yeah, it's uh, but, okay. Uh, it's I, like Silicon Valley of the mountains you, is what this area is. My, my, my Jeff, Apple if that vision. happens, you you need to. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. You need to re you need to restart your coffee shop sketches if that happens, man. I'll try and get a photo first, but yeah, yeah, yeah you should actually restart those. By the way, yeah, you know the whole thing with the pandemic got in the way because we couldn't go anywhere or do anything, and so there weren't coffee shops to write about. But yes, you're right. I I should bring fresh brew tales back to life. Yes, you should. So anyway, my, fresh brood tails would be awesome. The, the, my my point here is that I'm 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 whining about not having a use for these, but I feel like the vast majority of my whining is rooted in my privilege, and I and I'm very cognizant of that. And I also, I mean, like, what's one point one Vision OS one point one? What kind of improvements and changes is that going to bring? You know, let alone 1.2, let alone 1.3, let alone 2.0. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And at this point, I'm going to be the guy with buyer's remorse saying, oh, crap, why didn't I wait? No, I'm talking about Vision so, OS. I get that. I'm, 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 I'm talking about changes oh, in oh, the yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. You're right. You're right. That's It's going to be impressive. Now, I've got to ask another uh, user experience question of you, Brian. Have you yet opened your photo library, pulled up a landscape, or sorry, a port, damn it, a pano video, and stretched out a pano video mm, and no. stepped into it? No? No, I haven't. Oh, when we get this call done, you need to do that. Je- yeah, I, I asked Jeff, to, and he very nicely. guys now. <laughs> no, okay, no. But he, that, he, that he was nice enough to send me some Colorado show, stuff. He just want to hang up. He just wants to, yeah. But but see, I had a really neat experience. I got last year about this exact time. I got to take a trip with my sweetheart and an author friend of mine and a bunch of other professors to Tanzania. 
And we stood in, well, lots of cool places, but one in particular is the Ngorongoro Crater, which you're standing up on this platform looking out across this massive green valley full of animals. And I, I was bright enough that day to take a pano. So I thought, oh, what the heck, let's check this out. So I looked over to the left panel on my photos in Apple Video Pro, and I clicked on panos, and I scrolled through them. I thought, oh, there's the crater. I clicked it open, and when you do this, look in the top right-hand corner. There is a little, let's go spatial thing. Click that, and it took my breath away, man. I was literally standing on that same platform looking out over this massive crater i looked to my left i looked to my right and i was there it it will blow you away you have got to do this the minute we get off the call all right and also i haven't taken the spatial video oh yeah and 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 i've not done much of that yet but i that's i've done a little bit with that but not a lot yet uh, Brian, I right. just shared a bunch of panos with you. Awesome, thanks. I've I've got I do have a bunch, but anyway, thank you. I will check those out. He probably just shared what he sent to me from Colorado, and they're gorgeous. Yes. you'll love them. And uh, I, I, I uh, well, actually, Terry, since you've looked at those, did you look at the at the couple that I sent you from the massive fire that we had a couple years ago, where it, it was like burning I, down into Boulder? It did. It was crazy. I didn't realize what you had been living through, man. It is pretty wild. I, I'm assuming that that's yeah. a, a remarkable thing to see. It, 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 it truly, truly is. Oh, Brian, one thing that you may or may not know, I, I caught this somewhere in the documentation. You, you at some point need to leave your battery uh, plugged into your Vision Pro and probably plugged into a power source and just let it set there for a while so it can finish downloading all your photos. Okay. All right. I have another but, question uh, for both of you. Go, and, uh, and okay. I, I have no idea how close we are into time because I have not been paying attention. But but anyhow, here, here's cool. Go us. Here's the, here's the question. Um, have either of you been reading on Vision Pro, and what's the experience like? Well, we we started to talk about this. Did we? Yeah, we, we did talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Brian Brian has not, so I can I think I can tell you that he might have said that he tried it at night and figured out he couldn't do it in the dark in the bed. I, I, um, I've, I've opened I read up a book some of Brian's and, and read a little bit. That's the, I mean that's the thing. I, I like, but I was doing it just to do it. I haven't sat down to a proper reading experience because my proper reading experiences tend to be at night when you can't use the vision pro. So go ahead, Terry. Because it's dark, but, but, but what you can do is exactly what I did. You can lay down at, at night and leave the light on all my lights are smart lights. So I get to speak out to whichever home person that I want to speak out to and say, turn the things on or off. So I put my vision pro on, I go into an environment and you can go into the settings and say the environment should be dark light or, uh, adjusting with your, your local time. And I chose dark. And I think that one had me on Yosemite. So I'm looking up at the night sky. So for me, it's dark. 
but the room is still bright enough to see my hands. And I was flipping uh. through Brian's book. So you still get the personal dark experience for you. The Vision Pro has enough light that it can see. And before I took my Vision Pro off, I told my digital persona to, hey, turn the lights off. So I never was in the light because by training, I didn't say this. I'm a neuroscientist. So I know that having a lot of bright light in your eyes isn't necessarily the best thing. Of course, I'm kind of spoiling it by having a book open with white freaking pages on it. But there you go. So, yes, I have. And it's a nice experience. And uh, I get the chance to spend a little time with with Brian's book. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that very, very much. But why not use the uh, the uh, dark mode in books? The dar- dark mode? Uh, yeah, it's a, that's frankly what I should have done. <laughs> that was my one mistake. So I, well, okay, it opened up in white in mode and I didn't bother reading. changing it. If you're laying in bed reading mm-hmm. on an iPad, you now have to hold the iPad, right? So right. at some point, and I, yes, hand strain, arm strain. I don't know if that if if then you end up like with with uh, compounded problems where you end up with joint issues or uh, because I I don't I don't take my technology into the bedroom, so I don't uh, I, I don't mm-hmm. read at night in bed on an iPad. But I'm guessing that if you can just like lay back with the screen strapped to your face and read that way, that takes away the potential uh, uh, muscle or joint strain from sitting there holding a, uh, an iPad over your face. You are exactly right, Jeff. And the beauty of this is you can lay your head down and then click the crown. So it's literally focused where you're looking so now my book is on the ceiling and i'm in environments so the sky is dark for me and you don't even have to reach your arm up to turn the page because the cameras all around this thing especially on the bottom of this are so good i can literally do a little flick with my hand which is basically laying down by my side and i'm turning the page it's it's really good and when i take brian's advice and put the book in dark mode it'll be even better so, uh, Brian, I accept your apology. Um, I got to process that one. <laughs> That's fine. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are out of time. Go us. Yeah. Bravo. All right. So let me do this. And then let me say that is this week's Context Machine. If you have anything to comment on, add, or question, you can write us at Context Machine Podcast at gmail.com. Jeff, we should check that email address and see if anyone's <laughs> sent us any notes. You can, uh, you know, this is my problem because I I just realized that I had been assuming that the interns have been handling it, but we haven't had them for a long time. Uh, they have been handling it. So our bandwidth is provided by Cashfly. The basis by Dr. Boom recorded just for this show. That is all for this week. And Terry, thanks for joining us. Really glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was awesome. Hey, also, thank you, LinkedIn Jobs, for being our sponsor. Yes. Thank you very much, LinkedIn Jobs. All right, here we go. I'm going to uh, get over here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, tipperize. <laughs> and then finally click the button. Well done. Yeah, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you, Brian.